Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Big Talk with Chris and Greg. This is Chris. This is Greg. And, uh, you know, glad everybody's coming back. Yes. You know, we had uh, last episode, part one of our uh, music censorship. Rant, rave. Rant kind of thing. We need more time to rant. <laughs> rant and rave and complain. Uh, let's get business out of the way. BigTalkCG.podcast is the handle at Instagram. Right. BigTalkCG on Twitter. BigTalkCG at gmail.com. Send us, send us some emails. Uh, give us some comments, follows, likes. You know, we we're it's only the two of us this week because the twelve year old didn't have any emails to read. No one no one sent an email. That's John not did not come through. The nation <laughs> did not come through for her. All right. She's on administrative leave right now. Oh, okay. Yeah. She's collecting unemployment. I pay her in Snickers. Oh, oh, or whatever. What did she say? She liked crunch. Mars bar. Oh, crunch and uh, I forget what the other candy she said she liked on the Halloween episode. Yeah, I forgot it was. Oops. Oh, Skittles. 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 Right. Skittles. Ten year old was all about the candy corn. Yeah, that's it. I love candy corn. Right. It's good stuff. Go for some right now. Anyways, I digress. Um. So yes. Uh. Let's go. Uh. Oh, I got a surprise for you, Greg. I'm I ready. Almost. I almost forgot. And um, I'm glad that I didn't. Um. So I know that uh, the last couple episodes we've been talking about, you know, us branching out other countries listening to us. So, so far, who do we have? Who U.S.? You know, we're up to like 10, 11 plus states in the United States that have listened to us, including the no. District of Columbia. Oh, right. Okay. No, I didn't know that one. I didn't see that one yet. Um, and then we also have France. France. We have U.K. Argentina. And Argentina. Um, so I got big news for you now. We have now expanded even further. We are nice. Well, give wider, it to me. A, a wider reach. I'm ready. I'm ready. We have now busted into Canada. Whoa. We now have listeners in Canada. And if you want to know specifically, it's Ontario, Canada. Hey. And, uh, <laughs> that's great. Dude. Great dude. They, you know, they got their moose head beer and their yeah. snow, I guess. Whatever. That's all right, man. Um, but that's not that's not the only place we're heard now. Guess who's listening to us right now? Um, Vladimir Putin what? is listening to us in Russia. No way. <laughs> he is in Russia. Yes, in Russia. We have listeners in Russia. We haven't been censored out or banned from that's Russia. That's right. It's because we were talking about the scorpions. Yeah, they love the scorpions in Russia. Right. We have to go host our next festival over there or something <laughs> have on a giant airfield nice oh man that's killer russian so you know yeah i don't know if we said argentina but we're also there i think we talked about that last episode so we're worldwide obviously huge in japan always huge i gave greg the rankings earlier the top four number four is uh anvil <laughs> number three is knac and then number two is lady gaga all right number one is big talk with chris and greg there you one. go man big in japan. biggest in japan <laughs> um so that's now that we got all the business taken care of kind of you know catching everybody up on where we're at how worldwide we are let's go ahead and start well last episode was part one of our music censorship uh we talked about a little bit about the pmrc and then we kind of really just went into the Filthy 15, which were their 15 songs that they deemed totally inappropriate for the youth of America and Americans in general. I Correct. Guess. 
Uh, so we didn't get to all of them. We had to actually cut it short. We had four more songs that we still have to talk about. Um, Got it. <clears throat> I'll just go into um, the first one here, a band called Venom, uh, and their song called Possessed from 1985. Um, I listened to the song uh, last week before we pl- uh, had our episode, and it was. I actually was. I don't want to say I was offended, but I was like, "Yeah, that that song could definitely make the list." It's pretty vulgar. Um, it's. Uh, I I don't even really want to read the quotes of the song on air, just in case there's children listening. But it's pretty anti-religion. You know, obviously yeah. they're they're on their album cover. If you've ever seen it, it's a pentagram with a goat. It's very uh, satanic. Satanic. And, so uh, so I take it and, and I didn't even honestly I and that's this this is really the only song that I've heard of them. I really didn't even like the music. You know, sometimes you can get away with some stuff if the music is actually okay. I didn't really care for the music either. All right. All right, dude, no problem. But man, it was But I, I, I take it it was more um banned for the occult. Meaning the occult. You know, the the language the, was the under, lyrics oh, for oh my god, what are they saying? <laughs> <laughs> yes, occult. It was pretty bad. Um and even the, the, the singer says, uh, uh, his name's Chrono said this wasn't even the most controversial song he ever wrote. So it got worse, but I'm good with just hearing that one. All right. Uh, it wasn't. Did he say what his worst song was? No. Oh, okay. No, 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 no. They just threw that out there. Yeah. No. All right. I'm good. I was so good with that. So Venom. Venom. Occult. Possessed. Possessed. 1985. Go right. listen to it if you want to be scared shitless. <laughs> At four in the morning, three in the At morning. Four in the morning, yeah, when you're getting up, getting ready for work. <laughs> All right, Greg, what do you got? You got uh, another one here. You got, you know, ones we haven't talked about, or do you just want me? Yeah. To... Uh, it, um, did we do Def Leppard High and Dry? We didn't. Let's talk about Def Leppard. All right, Def Leppard, um, High and Dry, Saturday night. Yeah, got my whiskey, got my wine. Yeah. It's... They, uh, this would have been under their dr- DA drinking and alcohol. Um, they, 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 they were, they were kind of amused about it. You know, they really didn't want to have anything to do. They, they didn't speak out much. They, they just said they didn't want to have to do with anything with people with closed minds. And I don't think the song is, I don't think it's rock and roll music, you know, is all about, you know, having a good time. Correct. You have grown ass adults talking about having some drinks and, and having a good time. Okay. So this came out when um, the the new wave of British heavy metal was yes. coming out. Uh, so you know when they uh, Def Leppard, um, you know second album, having a good time, talking about you know drinking, getting high, getting drunk on a Saturday night. That's what, you know most people associate Saturday with, other than you know parties, barbecue, and hanging out, having a good time, that type of stuff. You know I read. Um, so I kind of was looking at two angles. I'm kind of reading what I, my interpretation of this is. So the lyrics here that, that, that I'm going to quote, it's, I got my whiskey, got my wine, I got my woman, and this time the lights are going out. So the PMRC is saying, oh, that means that the, he's going to get blackout drunk. It's about drinking too much. My interpretation is he's got his whiskey, he's got his wine, he's out having a good time, he's got his girlfriend, turn off the lights, let's have a good time together. Correct. That's my interpretation of it. Right. That's normal everyday life for a lot of people. Yeah. It's, there's no, I mean, no, nothing harm in that. No. Having a good time, having some beers. I, and like you I, know? you know, like a lot of these artists have said when they talk about how 
when the PMRC Tipper Gore obviously was their head figure, uh, they all said all anything that has to do with that, it like the uh, sadomasochism in uh, D. Snyder's on the the uh, under the blade that we had talked about. Yeah, it's all in her mind because that's not even what the song was about. So in this one, that's not even what the song's about. Getting blackout drunk, it's about having a good time. And so anything that you know, that's only in her mind. So that says more about her anything else which we'll talk about a little bit later a couple other artists also but correct that. i mean but this song for for drugs and alcohol i guess they're just trying to say you know what people are drinking and drinking whiskey and and, and beers and having a good time god forbid it, it, god forbid it yeah what's uh what's wrong with that nothing but, yeah i know but you know what, what people said um what's next on the list chris let's talk about priest talk about number judas, judas priest, priest is number, number one, one. Yeah, uh, the song is "Eat Me Alive," nineteen eighty four from Defenders of the Faith. Defenders of the Faith. Go ahead, let's talk about it. So this was after um, "Screaming for Vengeance," so you know, uh, follow album from that in eighty four, and I guess you know the lyrics, you know, were upset about "Eat Me Alive." I mean, what's more about that? I don't think it had, it had anything to do with, you know. You have any of the lyrics? I I do right here uh, on my copy and paste that I talked about <laughs> last week. Uh, I'm just not a fast typer, dude. Okay, I'm no Pam Beasley. I'm more like <laughs> more like a Jim. Um, uh, Eat me alive. The lyrics uh, where they the lyrics talk about a rod of steel and groan in the pleasure zone. And Tipper Gore said the song advocated oral sex at gunpoint. Whoa, that was her. I've heard the song that never even ever popped into my mind. Except, Ever. except when Tipper Gore decided to the, throw that, her two cents in it. Yeah. Wow. So I don't know. I mean, they um, then they also came out with that song a couple of years later where they kind of were like, uh, you know, the, the PMRC was still doing their thing. And they also came out with that song, Parental Guidance, where they're saying correct. we don't need no parental guidance here. Correct. Which, I, would, which is a really good song. I like that song. It's correct. Song. So in 1986, they came out with a, um, the next album was called Turbo, mm-hmm. and they did. Ha- they actually had two songs on there that the PMRC probably didn't like. Well, Parental Guidance, the other one was Private Property, mm-hmm. that they said that that was more of a, a fuck you to the PMRC, you know, type of BS, you know, heavy metal parking lot, heavy metal, <laughs> heavy metal parking lot. If you don't know me and Chris's favorite documentary, man, yeah, it's great. We're gonna talk about that. Soon, soon, <laughs> very, very soon. Um, Eat me alive. I, I, I never. Yes, it has some, you know, talking about you know some innuendos, which you know are, are the greatest thing. You know, no, not coming out explicitly and saying you know do this, do that, or I'm gonna do this or that. And so, you know, being a kid, 1984. I don't think I'd heard that song in '84. I was eight years old. I don't think I was listening to Priest at that time. Um, but even if I would have heard it, I probably wouldn't. I, I wouldn't have. Right. Like like we said in the last episode, I wasn't dissecting and analyzing the lyrics. Sometimes I wasn't even listening to him. If I if I had been listening to Judas Priest at that time, I'd have been like, dude, this shit's badass. Listen to the music. Listen to Correct. his voices. You know, Rob Halford's voice is just amazing. Mm. It, and th- that it, that kind of ho- what hooked me wasn't the lyrics. It wasn't the content. You know, when I was younger, it was the music. It was the, the music and music. groove and. Listen to KK Downing's solo or Glenn Tipton's, you know, riffs or something like that. Yeah, dude, you're, that was that was more of us, you know, back in the day. I know a girl energy. that really likes Glenn Tipton. Well, she's in heavy metal parking lot. 
We'll talk about that later, dude. Yeah. En- enough of that. Enough of that. Let's go to the next song. Are you done talking about the priest? Yes. We could go on forever about the priest. Uh, the last song that's on the Filthy 15, Into the Coven by Merciful Fate, Whoa. 1983. Uh, o for a cult. Um, we've talked about their lead singer before, King Diamond. Who Correct. Amazing vocals. Um, so this was... Um, the reason they deemed it inappropriate because it was fostering an unhealthy interest in the occult and the lines come into my coven and become Lucifer's child. Uh, but here's the thing is, you know, Tipper Gore said, Oh, that's not about your, you know, glorifying the occult and all this. And in years later, um, uh, King diamond was, had said that it was just a musical horror story. Correct. They were just telling a story in through music, which a lot of these guys do. A lot yeah. of them have concept albums, or songs that this just tell the story and that's the way a story is. It's a musical version of something you might even see in TV or in the movie theater. And um, he also went on to see, say that um, Tipper must've been really bored, you know, and he didn't have time for this. And, and he, the way they saw those songs said more about them than it did about their band. <coughs> I have a, a quote from King Diamond saying, thank you to Tipper Gore for promoting his album. The sticker never served as a warning. It was more of a stamp of approval. Right? <laughs> Think about, I mean, I mean, millions of Correct. albums were sold that never would have sold without that sticker on them. Correct. Uh, you know, a lot of them, I mean, I don't think necessarily were putting out a clean version and a, and a dirty version. I think the majority of them were just, okay, put the sticker on it, whatever. And uh, man, that you saw that badge of approval on your... On, on your, your album, artwork, it yeah. was and, it was and, off to the races, and you knew you were selling millions and millions of copies. So, but in some places, like we talked about, where all right, so they're not selling it, and you know, at the time, Kmart or Walmart, but you know, either you got it underground or you ordered it on on Columbia, you know, records and tapes, mm-hmm. or you know, if somebody had it, um, you you dubbed it because you wanted to check it out by then, you know. So you're right; these it didn't serve as a as a as a negative mark or it's sort of like hey man maybe people, it's people want this man. maybe it's more of a regional thing but i you know i never went and did my record shopping at walmart or kmart that I, that's never where I, I went to buy records or tapes or cds or anything like that i always i didn't always go to like your little mom pop shop you know you go to the warehouse records sam goody you know places like that to specifically yeah. sold music i you know the the store i think that i had brought up last time when we were talking about albums is called jafco it was like a i guess a like a Walmart smaller kind of a thing where they okay. sold pretty much everything. The only reason is because you went there to get whatever you needed. The family would go there and I'd be like, I'll see you later, mom and dad. And I'd be back in the albums flipping through. <laughs> I mean, that's before I had any money. I didn't even ask for them to buy me any Ozzy Osbourne. They weren't going to buy it. Are you sure? Did I tell you the story about how my mom took my dub copy of Shout at the Devil away? So <laughs> we're going to... No. I'll tell you, dude. Quick, quick, quick story. So this is censorship, <laughs> I guess. Uh, I was listening to Shout at the Devil. Anybody's heard that album before? The amazing album by Motley Crue has Bastard on it. Yes. It's on the Filthy 15. There's a little um, audio or a, a oral dictation, whatever it is at the beginning. In the beginning. In the beginning. And uh, it talks about uh, all man's sins and the children of the beast and stuff like that. And my mom, I was listening to it. Remember those rectangle tape recorders with the pull-out handle you'd listen to with the little speaker? Oh, yeah. I had it on that. And I was listening to the back seat, and she was like, oh, my God, what are you listening to? I told her, and she took it away. Did she give it back? 
No, I never got it back. That's why you bought it on vinyl that's years why later, I right? Need, I need that, you know, and that's it, it, the that made me want it even more. That made me want it even more. And uh yeah. So that really kind of uh really inflated my want for heavy metal music was not oh it's pissing my parents off all right <laughs> I mean, even though i was a good good kid never bad i was uh one of that heavy metal music are you sure i've talked to your parents man yeah. they told me some crazy stories about you and they're just trying to keep it interesting <laughs> uh so that's my my you know my mom but hey my mom didn't want me listening to it that's what a good parent yeah, does no no I, so, that, that okay. is correct man you know so i get my mom props Good job, mom. Because you can understand it now as a parent yourself. Yeah. She may not even remember it, or she might remember it, but she probably remembers it differently. <laughs> <laughs> she probably remembers it differently. But um, So that basically wraps up the uh, Filthy 15. Um, is there anything else you want to touch on with any of those songs? That, you know, I think we pretty much talked about them all. And in the last episode, we, we you know covered the first part of them. So I think that you know we're pretty good on those. Yes. And those were the ones that kind of led the charge and... and that they use to kind of push their agenda to decide what was appropriate for Americans to listen to. And, and, you know, anything that had, um, lyrics that they didn't like, they deemed inappropriate. We're going to get that sticker slapped on them. They were, you know, and it wasn't just a, um, they were trying to do like a federal thing, but there were also courts all over the nation, smaller city counties, you know, States that were yeah. trying to push things through. And the one that probably got the most, um uh news most most uh i guess news about it was the one with two live crew in florida oh okay yeah and anybody that hasn't ever listened to two live crew they their music is very sexual they're the, they're a hip-hop group rap this is back in the 80s or this 90s is, this is the tail end of the 80s Ta okay tail end tail end. 89 90 and basically what happened here is that they had a um uh, album called Nasty As They Want To Be and okay. Overtly Sexual had the song Me So Horny stuff like that that just came out came out and just said it um, so a lot of courts or a lot of uh, cities and counties a lot of them in the south Florida Alabama uh, places like that wanted these records to not be sold at all okay um, so they were arresting record store owners they were arresting people for selling these albums uh trying to shut them down, trying to close them down. And then they went on, you took it even a step further to where, Hey, if you're going to perform these songs, then you're going to be arrested for obs obs obscene behavior in public okay. or something of that nature. All right. Something, something you said, I'm just going to touch on. Um, you said they were arresting people who sold it. Now we were talking about how you went and you bought, I think it was DJ quick. DJ quick. You bought DJ quick. And then my wife, Vanessa said she was, at the time, Snoop Dogg's album came out. Now, they sold to, we'll take it, underage kids. You know? So they were arresting people like that for selling um, music to underage people. That's what you're saying, right? Yeah. So yeah. In, in Florida or other other no, states. They didn't, I think they didn't even want him to sell it at all, it be sold at all. Oh. I think may have been the... Uh, so they were trying to put pressure on the record companies for not don't put it out yeah, there. But then yeah. wouldn't wouldn't that push it from our bootleg or banning or well, hey, we're gonna sell our our tape from the back you know, the back seat of a car or the trunk of a car, like, hey, we're gonna go buy somebody's. Well, some what high it was or, here is is here I got I I pulled up an old article. It's on the Washington Post. Um it's kind of a recap of what happened. In nineteen ninety is when the uh 
uh, it was an anti-obscenity activist named Jack Thompson sent letters, you know, to all around the place, uh, including to Janet Reno, who was a state attorney in Florida. She was later U.S. Attorney General under mm-hmm. Bill Clinton. Um, what they do is they were investigating Two Live Crew as to whether or not they were breaking uh, obscenity statutes, and you know about what they were saying or what they were performing publicly and stuff like that. So um, they, I guess they had pro- right here. It says they had probable cause to believe the album was a scene and they sent letters to every governor and to lyrics to every governor and sheriff's department and in, in Florida, Alabama, Indiana, Pennsylvania, all these States here that they're listing. And um, that's kind of how it all started. And they actually did get arrested and they went to, I believe federal court. And of course, the the jury took two hours to deliberate and said not guilty, <laughs> First Amendment. They, and it's kind of funny. I, I was perusing through it, and the jurors all said, "We saw it as like comedy. Yeah, like we've seen this album as like comedy. This whole thing, and you know, you can say what you want. Do you have to pay consequences? Yes, you do. But you don't have to pay these legal jail time for saying me so horny. And I, it, it you know, sometimes the the it's almost like um you know footloose the long arm of the law or the right? reverend just taking it too far yeah you know sometimes and i think this is one of the and another thing good thing that came out of this was i don't know if, if people remember back in the day on mtv they had the rock the vote that Correct. was founded out of this uh the oh two really crew incident um the founder said that uh the the arrest was a wake-up call uh to uh there was uh and something that he used to catalyze the music industry to kind of wake up and be like hey these guys are really trying to come after us okay and it it morphed and and it kind of you know has become what it's become but madonna was doing psas with them and you know it was all about getting you know getting the, younger, the word out there and getting the younger generation saying to vote. If you, like if hey you guys need to vote or yeah. look at these guys are trying to do for music and you have a say and you in have it, a say you have a say and if you don't like it then start saying it Okay, I can see that coming from that, which it is, you know, totally what I told my son and my daughter when they turn 18 is like, you know, if if you got something to say and, you know, you don't like things, vote. I mean, you can vote, you know, yes, no, or, or vote for this person or that person, that type of stuff. But don't let somebody take away your vote. You have the right yeah. to say it. It also says here that when the, they were acquitted, the state attorney in Florida decided also decided to not pursue against the club owner where the club that they played that they got arrested. So they didn't even end up going after him anyway. Cause I think they kind of figured that it was a lost cause at that point. But man, I remember that being all over MTV and MTV stuff. Yeah. The news. Kurt Loder was talking about it every day, MTV news. And you heard about it. You know, I didn't follow it, you know, but you know, when you heard about it, you kind of paid attention, but that's them trying to, you know, that's censorship. Them trying to control what people can listen to and what people can perform. And, you know, if it's at a, it's at a club that's 21 and over, these are all adults that know what they're paying to go see. You know what I mean? It's not like somebody accidentally is in the park. This, or... is, a, this is a band. I mean, a group that was popular. Yeah. They're not letting people in for free. You're paying to get in. You know what you're paying Correct. to get in. You're not going to accidentally walk in and go, oh, I'm 20 bucks for what? I'll just go in for a beer. No, you know what you're there for. You know what's going on. <laughs> So it was ridiculous. It was it was ridiculous, but uh, yeah, two live crew, man. What are you gonna do? Back in the day. Back in the day. Um, so uh, 
let's kind of segue into another little topic that we want to talk about with censorship when it comes to the music industry. And I think the natural next place to go would be talking about album covers. All right. And there are so many album covers that we could talk about. There's so many artists we can talk about. We could go on and on and on and on and on for days. Um, we're going to talk about, I would think mostly album covers that are most likely popular uh, album covers you guys may not know got censored album covers that may have alternate covers and stuff like that we've already touched on a few that i don't think we need, really need to go over again we've talked about um uh, guns and roses appetite for destruction yeah we talked about that a couple times and then we briefly spoke of the poison album uh open up and say ah with correct the, the um devil devil tiger woman with the big long tongue so you know we won't talk about that one anymore yeah but so the original cover had the the face and then the censored version just had her eyes yeah just her eyes blacked out uh and another one we also talked about it was uh, bon jovi's slippery when wet uh so that one i think you know we've already talked about those those are all right in our wheelhouse but we can there's a lot of other ones you know off of albums here that that are big time albums that some people may not even know there was a censored version you, you know you got one right here you want to talk about uh, you know what the first one i want to talk about it and I'm surprised it was the album wasn't the album cover wasn't uh, it's about Nirvana. The album cover in the uh, name of the album is called In Euro. The album cover was not banned. It was one of the songs that was on the album that was banned. Okay. Uh, it was called Rate Me. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of them. Um, and that know, song got played on the radio. Correct. Um, it was um, banned probably from like Target or Walmart or something like that. And then they just had the record company changed, change the name of the title to Waif Me, W-A-I-F Me, instead of Rape Me. They'll go, we're going to carry it. We're just going to change that title. But was on the, the song on the album was the same? Yeah, the song on the just album the, was the same. It was they just, changed the name of they it changed on the, the name on the back of the cover where they have things. Mm. I thought, what the heck, you know, like that. You know, they could have put a line or they could have put an asterisk or something over it to, you know, not say the word rape. But, you know, for some reason, they could they, have put a sticker. They, there you go. They could have put a sticker or something like that. But that was one of them on there. Um, you want to start off another one? I got yeah, I got one here I want to talk about that I absolutely do understand why they censored this one. And this is going to be uh, Jimi Hendrix. Oh, yeah. The Jimi Hendrix ex uh, experience. Uh, Electric Ladyland, the album. The album is basically a bunch of topless women. You can't, they're bottomless too, but you can't necessarily see their bottomlessness. You just see their toplessness. Yeah. And it's, I don't know, I'm looking at it right now. Uh, 20 to 25 naked women. Just, it's just, really just 19, in a bro. Group. Count. There's 19. There's 19. There's 19. Uh, in 1968, all, this all, album came out. Yeah, 1968. All ethnicities, everything here, you know. So, that's great. <laughs> That's great. Um, and then the edited, so it's just topless women. So I, I get it. Yeah. I mean, I, I, but I also understand that was when like the whole, um, hippie freedom kind of thing was about. So I understand why they would put that out like that. That's whole, like the free love kind of thing. It goes with the times. Correct. But I also understand why it was like, yeah, we can't do that. And, uh, you know, the other cover was just Jimi Hendrix's face and like this, um, overexposed orange and red kind of glow that he had. I can see it. I can see why they would censor that one. Um, you know, a lot of these have to do with like 
I don't, I understand, I don't know, me, me and my wife have had conversations about, you know, like America, it seems to be that they're very, they don't care about the violence. Violence is fine. We can show all the violence, but when it comes to something sexual or sexuality or the naked body or something, it's like, oh my God, that's horrible. You can't talk about Correct. that. It's like, it almost should be the other way. Like bodies are beautiful. Look at us, you know, sexuality, but kill, you know, it's just, you know, violence is kind of just put out there in, in everything and, and the, the, the sexuality of stuff is kind of shunned. You know, just to go on your um, rant about the nudity and art and the, the body, I think televisions have television itself has changed a little bit where they're, they will show a little more nudity or a little more skin after 10 o'clock. And I think that was the time frame for them. Oh, yeah. Kids, no kid is ever awake <laughs> after 10 and has a TV in their room, ever. I think that that's a law. <laughs> I don't think if you're, <laughs> if you're under 18, you have no TV and you're asleep by 10. I don't, I don't think that's it. But I mean, but, yes. I know what you're saying. It, but I mean, it, it was a little different. I remember the change of like watching TV and then. That's you know, when well, most kids are watching TV, right? I, well, say. Well, I'm not watching it during the day. They're at school. So why not show all that stuff from like nine to three? Kids are at school. Right. And they're not at home. I think it was, uh, you know, whatever television decided to do that. But, you know, it is a little bit on that time frame. I noticed it uh, on television, I would say, like 10, 15 years ago. They started to do that kind of stuff. But you're right. Um, I think it was other countries. They have nudity on there and it's whatever. They, they kind of have a, a, a breast from a woman hanging out and nobody, whatever. And then. You do that in America, and oh my God, look at that! Look at the page! Look at this! Look at this person! And it's you know frowned upon. All right, yeah. you know next album I do want to talk about, which does have nudity on it too. Uh, Jane's Addiction, nothing shocking. Okay, which is you know um, two females joined together on fire, band cover. Jane's Addiction was not known, and that's not their only album that was ever banned. Mm-hmm. I think their album after that was banned too. Um, Ritual de Habitual. Correct. You know, and then that that's funny because that album cover they had a, a look like puppet or kind of clay with a woman nudity. That's the one I think that Perry Farrell. He, if I, I was reading about that cover, he drew that artwork. I think that was his artwork okay. for that cover. Correct. So it was released, and then all of a sudden they changed it from that to a white cover. Yeah. They, <laughs> so, the, so Greg, uh, not to step on your toes, but yes, you are correct with everything you said. And that white cover that they used, Perry Farrell said, oh, I'm going to also print the First Amendment on there. So it had the First Amendment on it. It said Jane's Addiction, yeah, the, the Ritual, Daylo, Habitual on the cover, and then it had the First Amendment. So you knew why it was on there, and he just was like, this is what it's coming to? Really? Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. sometimes it's. I mean, I don't know. We could sit here and argue all day long, but but that's the thing. They come out with one artwork, and then hey, you got to change up something who's else. The, or, who's the one that says it's you know some somebody complains? Someone, someone, someone with enough power to do something about it. I guess. Correct. Um, let's move on. Next album I want to talk about is where'd it go? Oh yes, this one. And many of our listeners aren't going to know this album. They know the band Scorpions. The album is Virgin Killer. Oh, wow. From 1976. So the original version of this album has uh, a young girl on it. 
Correct. Um, I would like to think she is at least 18, but she looks young. Yes. Um, maybe 16 or so. Uh, and where her private part is, it looks like uh, like if you get like a shattered windshield, like the, a rock hits it and it kind of sp- uh, spider webs a little bit. That's what it looks like is covering that. And that got, that got banned. You know, a lot of these... And you know what? I'm kind of hitting the ones that are like, I get it. I see why. I get, you know, I'm not doing that on purpose, but so far I'm the I, but I see why this cover was deemed inappropriate. I I get it. Yes, I get it. I get it. Um, and then the the other cover was um, uh, the one that replaced it was the band. It's just <laughs> them. Uh, it's just them. And they're they're it's kind of like them in like you know regular street clothes, but when I kind of look at it. This is the way I'm interpreting this, and to me, I think it's kind of funny, and I bet they probably did this on purpose. So you see the cover, the first one that I'm telling you about was banned. Yes. And if you're, let's just say that she was 18, for argument's sake, it'll make myself feel a lot better with what I'm going to say. Okay. And if a a group of five guys were walking by and saw that, what would their reaction be like? They'd be like, oh, yeah. (laughs) That's what they're doing in the picture of them. Okay. So it almost is like... The band one is the girl, but what did the guys looking at it, what were they doing? It, so it almost looks like it's one kind of event got happening it. at one time kind of thing. So got it. I bet they probably did that on purpose. It's it's kind of funny looking, dude. They're all in their 70s. You know, yeah, this came out in 1976. Mm-hmm. And um, there was a quote, too, saying, uh, reflecting the times as the killer of innocence. That's why they named it Virgin Killer. Yeah. You know, I mean, just just, you know... Um, was that album banned anywhere else but America, or is this that America that, um, that was changed? You know, it doesn't say here. Um, now, I don't think in Germany they would have banned it, but yeah. you never know. They actually here it says that they blacklisted it from Wikipedia, featuring the cover on any of the articles. But then they lifted that because it was so readily available everywhere on the internet. So you know, if you're gonna go get something, you know, they're like, well, you might as well just come to Wikipedia, get more traffic, <laughs> I guess. I mean, Whatever. Yeah. And that wasn't even their best album. Can you name a song from the album? No. Same either. Uh, but if I click a couple times here, I probably can. Yeah, no clicking. No clicking. No clicking. Um, Go ahead. What's the next one you want to talk about? You know you what, dude? I, one which I think is funny, and I'm and as art, I like it. I like the way they um, took care of this. Um, this is from a band called Tool. Mm-hmm. The name of the album is Undertow, where it's a thin man and a large woman. Um, It was banned, and then what they talked about it, the singer Maynard, talked about it was yes it was banned I, he i think it was target and walmart and then he he didn't like it that his art was being banned or the band's art was being banned so he told he wrote a in a in the sleeve of the album that was a band cover he put if you want the original cover of this you know album cd whatever he says Send us an, an email with your name, address, phone number, or name and address, blah, blah, blah. We'll send you free the original album cover, which nice. you, you think about it and you're like, wow, these guys, you know, now they're losing money or whatever. You never yeah. know. I mean, now they're doing their dime to, hey, man, thank you for buying the album, one, but this is not how what we said. We want this picture to reflect us. Mm-hmm. And... You know, and we want we want you to have it so much. We will be sending it to you if you like. So if you got the say, it's just a, uh, I think it was a, a rib or the skeleton ribs. Mm-hmm. Um, they changed that and send it to send it to somewhere else. And you know, actually, you know what? It was, it's just I appreciate these guys doing the extra effort to 
making sure that someone gets the original artwork that they wanted out there. To me, that's thumbs up and, you know, more power to them, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm going to switch gears. I'm going to go to a totally different genre of music here. Let's talk about Ice-T. Oh, okay. So he had an album called Home Invasion. came out in 1993, and uh, uh, he was on the Sire Records label, which was owned by Time Warner, and uh, they refused to release it with the album cover. And what the album cover is is, is what it looks like. I don't know how many people here are, are listening or familiar with the cover, what it was. In the center of the album cover, it has a white, white, I don't know, teenage boy. Listen, has his headphones on. So there's all these images around him of like black guys breaking into a house, attacking what looks like white people. And, you know, for what, you know, there's a half naked lady here. And, you know, there's a guy beating up another guy here. And, and they said, we are not going to release that album with that artwork. And as a result of that, Ice-T, love him, love him said okay we're not putting the album out and he, he left the label he said i don't want to i'm not no more music for you guys he left the label so i like it when artists stand up and i mean i guess you can change the cover if you want if you want to sell albums but man he just said i'm i'm not going to compromise i'm going to i'm going to leave so wow he left, man, he left the label because of it yeah you know still staying on the the rap uh album covers i got one ice cube in 1991 death certificate where it looked like it was a dead body of Uncle Sam Lane. Um, and that album was banned thoroughly in the state of Oregon. You could not find that album in Oregon. That was, it was a banned album cover in the state of Oregon. Now, it could have been other you know states or other record chains not taking it, but the state of Oregon said, no way, no how. We are not letting this album in our state. Yeah, I remember that album cover. It had the. It was like he was at the mortuary, Correct. and it had the, the the dead body with a blanket over it. It had mm-hmm. the toe tag that said Uncle Sam. Yeah, yeah. I remember that album cover yeah. when it came I, out. You know, just thinking, it, I didn't think that album cover was was anything to I be was, banned or you know. I was like, we, huh, cool cover. We've we've seen worse on album covers, I've and all of a sudden, on a, a you know a tag on it is offensive, or Uncle Sam mm-hmm. being offensive. Okay. One of the first and most well-known uh, to anybody that, that pays attention uh, album covers that was banned, one of the first ones, that at least that I know about, was the Beatles Yesterday and Today. Oh, yeah. So what that was was it was a picture. Of, you know, they, at this point, they were still the clean-cut boys. You know, <laughs> they were the, you know, British finest. All the girls were in love with them and all that kind of stuff. So basically what it was is it's a picture of them, and they're wearing, like, white medical coats and then they have these dolls like you know not like mm-hmm. barbie size you know bigger ones that are like babies with their heads pulled off and 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 all this stuff and you know they have meat like laying in their lap and, and stuff like this and the record label's like we ain't releasing that and uh too controversial so basically they just last minute replaced it with a stock photo of them uh a, a, like a luggage suitcase with uh, Paul McCartney sitting in it and the other guy's just kind of standing around. It's really kind of a, it's a terrible album cover. The first right? one was great. And I didn't, you know, you, if someone tried to release something like that nowadays, it would be like, whatever. But I guess back in, you know, what is it? 65, uh, 67, you know, it, it wasn't, it wasn't, uh, wasn't allowed. 66, 1966, you know, um, in 1960, you said 1966? 66. Wow. I got 1968. No, 
maybe a little after that. Um, John Lennon and Yoko Ono did. Man, you a, have bad. Oh, okay. Go ahead. I was gonna say you have bad penmanship, but you're talking about a new album. Yes. Oh, okay. Okay. In 1968, uh, John Lennon and Yoko Ono did an album cover called Two Virgins. Mm-hmm. And yes, familiar. They took you know nude photographs of themselves, and the record company wanted um, a plain brown wrapper to cover the album, and then they had you know put John Lennon on it, Yoko Ono, and you know. 5,000 copies were originally pressed in the UK, and that was only uh, released with that album cover. But they, that album cover got banned, too. From so that. there were only 5,000? Only 5,000 original. Oh, then they have, what, a censored uh, version? Probably. Or? Different, whatever it is. If maybe it's him here, you know. I think no. they were laying in bed. Or, anyways, you know, those two You know were, me, I'm a nerd. I'm going to find it. You know, those two were very erotic and, you know, didn't care what you saw okay. i see it here i see the cover and then uh let's see the like a cd with a probably what they did with the album they have the brown wrapper yeah it. brown wrapper on it man killer totally yeah. killer you know stick still staying on that um classic rock and roll um a band called blind faith in 1969 had a self um titled a record you know blind faith which did have a lady with a car hood ornament on it. And it was referred to as it looked like a dildo uh, she was holding. But, you know, it really was a car ornament. And in the U.S. had a problem with uh, that cover and it was banned. But uh, they had a, a changed it stock photo of the band, you know, after. And mm-hmm. so instead of having uh, the girl with the hood ornament changed to the, the band on the front cover. And I do remember that cover too. That was, it didn't really, it didn't really look like a dildo, but yeah. you know, in the shape of, you it's know, whatever someone sees it. If you're lucky, like, correct. you know, it's all about your perception, what you see, what you want it to be, what you want it to say, what you want it to look like. I want it to be offensive. Yeah. Sometimes things are just art just to be art, you know? Yeah. Why not, why not just let it be art? I mean, let everybody decide for themselves and decide for our kids and, so on and so forth. But so, I mean, some of these I do, like I had said before, I understand exactly where they're coming from. I understand exactly what they're saying. I, I get it. You know, like I even said in, in our last episode, um, I kind of even understand what they were trying to do. I get it at a level. I kind of understand, you know, what they were doing. I think they took it too far. And I think that, you know, it was outlandish, the things they were saying. But I get I get it. But. They, they took it a little too far. You right? get it, Chris? I get it. Yeah, <sighs> yeah I get it. Um, so we can talk about, hey, well, let's talk about, um, I don't know, did they, I don't think that one ever got banned. Did the, um, the Nirvana one with the little baby, did they ever make a censored version of that one with no penis? Um, I want to say no, but I know it was. Um, oh, okay, so they stickered over it. Yeah, they, they stickered, stickered over it, it and uh, uh, the sticker that was over it said, "If you're offended by this, you must be a closet pedophile." Correct. That's a little little tongue in cheek humor kind of a Correct. thing, you know? Like, hey, it's, dude, it's a baby. Yeah, I know. I don't know. And and I heard the record company wanted to airbrush over it too. Yeah, that's... and and Kurt was adamant about having the original picture, you know, be shown, and you know he stuck to his guns. And I, I uh, isn't recently that the the guy who took the picture as a baby or the baby grew up now 40 years later and is upset that 
Is that 40 years ago? I, I want to say. Maybe 30. What was that? 1990? Oh, 30. Maybe 30. Okay. Um, yeah, you're right. He came out and said he, he has suffered. Okay, 91. Uh, yeah, 30. He has suffered like mental, dis, mentally distraught and anguish and from people teasing him and all this stuff about him being the baby with a little penis on the cover. Yeah. And it's like, dude, you have, uh, you have the tattoo on your arm of the album. Right. Well, what are you talking about, dude? Yeah. No, you're out there displaying it, proud of it. No. I, that's I what I thought, think, too. I don't even think they heard it. I think he did file, and they're like, no, or, or he decided not to, but I don't know. Okay, but who's he suing? The Nirvana camp, which is disbanded? <laughs> I don't you know? I know. I mean, uh, he's Francis Bean, Kurt's daughter. Is that who he's suing? I don't know. You know? I mean, was it Courtney Love and all of that stuff or something like I that? I don't know. I thought Dave Grohl I don't know. fought for it. Anyways, but still. 30 years later on, oh, I'm going to sue you because you took a picture when I was a baby. Yeah. Okay, where are your parents? Didn't your parents, you know, yeah, let's go sign you them. up to be? <laughs> exactly. exactly. You should be mad at your parents for letting it happen. You know, there's so many, dude, there's so many covers, so many that have been, you know, banned or censored. Dude, I look, I'm looking through this list and I see, I see repeat offenders all over the place. Like, I see Jimi Hendrix on here a couple of times. I see Marilyn Manson on here. Yeah. Uh, Slayer, I see the Scorpions on here. Uh, uh, I see White Zombie and Rob Zombie on here two or three times. It's a lot of. I see Lady Gaga on here twice. Um, you know, uh, you know, doing my research. You know, sometimes you stumble upon pages that just have a plethora of information. You're just like, oh, I gotta save that because I'm gonna be able to use it. So yeah, I got a page here that pretty much has every band cover and it gives a description and a link to it and all that kind of stuff. So. Yay for me. You know, I don't have to write any of this stuff down. You know, um, talking about that, we the Rolling Stones in 1968 had Beggar's Banquet, which was a sleazy-looking bathroom with graffiti on it. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, okay, <clears throat> you took a picture of a dirty bathroom, right? And we've gone into clubs many times, Chris. We've gone to many shows. There's graffiti. There's, you know, stuff you don't sit on, you know, don't touch. Somebody took a picture of it. They said, hey, this is going to be our album cover. And you ban it? Yeah, dude. That's, whoa. That was, that was, that was something like, come on. They, that. Beggar's Banquet, 1968. Yeah, dude. I got it right here. The cover isn't even that bad because you're, you're actually describing it worse than the picture. <laughs> it's a picture basically of the toilet with the lid up, but you're only getting a picture of halfway yeah, up the lid. So you're not even seeing the toilet bowl. You're seeing a little bit of the wall. Yeah. It's a smaller picture, so I can't read any of the graffiti, you know, like call call Greg for a good time <laughs> is probably on there for a big time. <laughs> oh yeah. For some big token. And uh I this one I don't get. Yeah. At all. I don't I don't see anything offensive. You, you at know, all. same thing for the Rolling Stones too. The other album which in nineteen seventy one they did Sticky Fingers. Oh, yeah, with the uh, the original had a working zipper, you know, yeah. on the, on the vinyl. Now now people are like, well, it's offensive, and it's like, really, a working zipper? It's art. It's Andy Warhol. Yeah, you know, stuff. I was reading about that, and I guess apparently they stopped making it with the zipper yeah, because it was damaging the vinyl during <laughs> shipping. Because yeah, whoa, yeah, okay, stop. Don't that damage the. Uh, don't damage the vinyl, man. Don't ruin my listening experience. I ain't going to buy it. But man, I've never even seen one of those with the zipper working. I've never even seen one with my okay. own eyeballs. Have you seen one? Yes. Really? Where at? Yes. I was a kid. Um, my babysitter uh, loved Stones and Bowie and mm -hmm. stuff like that. And I remember in her vinyl collection was 
the Rolling Stones with a zipper, and I was kind of just kind of at the time I didn't, I didn't know who the Stones were. I didn't care, you know. I was a kid, ten, eight, ten years old. I was still into Kiss, um, and you know, the, there was a working zipper. Went up, went down. It was like, oh, okay, and that was kind of it. I bet I know where we can find one. What amoeba? Amoeba, not online. No, I don't. Well, who, who cares if you see a picture of it online? I want to see the real thing. I want to say, let me see that and look at it and touch the zipper. Yeah. Touch it. Um, yeah, like I said, dude, there's so many on here. Um, Greg, you got some highlights you want to talk about? I know you got a, a, some you want to talk about here. Well, one that was uh, crazy when, when it came out um, in 1983 was Dio's Holy Diver. <clears throat> because they had a mascot of a demonic character holding a chain and, you know, drowning a priest in it. That was, at the time, you know, pretty crazy. You know, Dio just came off his uh, Black Sabbath days. So, you know, it was wild and crazy and thrilling to see that kind of stuff. So the art, you know, the cover album was, you know, one of those that I catch her. And, you know, you wanted to think of it like, um, a Judas, uh, sorry, an Iron Maiden, where like you know, there's the mascot. What is he gonna do? Um, what's it? Oh my God, what's the next album gonna look like if this is the first one? And you know, blah blah blah. So you know, Last in Line came out. Still have the, you know, the Murray character there, you know, so on and so on. But at the time, that was one of the highlights of being pretty wild and crazy and stuff. You know, I didn't know his name until I did research on it. Oh, no but way. I'm glad you you, just, you said his name, Murray. No. <laughs> so I thought that was totally killer, dude. <laughs> Murray. Murray. I got I got one for you, dude. This is this is pretty funny. Uh, the name of the band is called Bow Wow Wow. Right? Bow Wow. Bow Wow. Anyways. The name of the album is... Bow Wow Wow. Okay. Bow Wow Wow. Um, and the name of the album is Sea Jungle, Sea Jungle. Go join our gang. Yay city all over. Go ape crazy in from 1981. I know, dude. The name of that that, that was the just... name of the album, right? And it, but it also featured the singer Annabelle Lynn, who was 14 at the time, and it looked like she was nude. Now yeah. she's not covering, she's not showing, exposing anything. It's just kind of like her crunched up, you know, covering herself, her breast, covering yeah. her legs up, so there's no. Uh, it's a, like a shot from exposed. like her side back. Correct. So it's not so even there a you frontal. Go. It's like a side back, her sitting kind of a pose with her arm up covering her breast. But years later on, her mother got slack because she let her daughter at 14 take uh, be in that album cover like that, which I thought was, you know, it was band album cover, but it was like, wow, really? Wow. Okay. Yeah. If you guys don't know Bow Wow Wow, they had that song, I Want Candy. I Want Candy. candy. <laughs> Yeah, that was, that was it right there. You always get singing from us every episode. <laughs> Off key, <laughs> get used to it. <laughs> How about you, man? Any, any um, other you know, uh, here's one. You know, yeah, I got one right here that I don't understand. I really don't. And we we when we were kind of going over, you know, what we want to talk about. This is one that I, I wasn't gonna talk about, but I'm going to now because I don't get it. Amorica by the Black Crows. I don't get it. Oh, okay. So what it is? It's it's a um, a woman. Wearing a string bikini. Yes. And the front part is American flag. Yes. There's some pubes out the front. That's the only thing I find offensive about it is the amount of pubes sticking out the top. The rest of it, I don't find a, I don't get it. I tell me you've never seen a woman wearing an American flag bikini. Have you ever seen that before? Yes. Okay. So what's offensive about this picture? 
I, I don't find anything offensive about it. I don't think I don't think anything else. And but. so the the censored version is they cut everything out but the bikini. So the bikini's still there. So obviously that's not the offensive part. Correct. And the rest of it's black but, and it says Amorica. But her I thought it was white. Is it black? It's all oh, black. Oh, it is black. It's all black. And her, her skin is gone. Everything's gone except for the bikini bottom, uh, just the triangle. The triangle of the bikini. Yeah. yeah. I don't get This is one of those ones that I don't get it. I don't get it. What? Okay. I mean, move on, I guess. The, people looking for, that's probably, you know, people that are, that may have been in a time where everything was ultra patriotic and like you can't, for the, you remember back in the day when everybody for some reason started burning flags and then there was this whole anti burp Do you remember that time? Yeah. Was, I think it was probably around that time where, and people were like, you can't burn the flag. You can't desecrate the flag. Freedom of speech. I can do whatever I want. And then everything started being like American flags. What can we do different with the flag? I'm wondering if this was during that time. People were just offended because that's the American flag. You can't do that. I don't know if you're aware, but that that cover from um, Black Crows was on Playboy also. A cover, a cover of Playboy. I did not know that. Yeah. Huh. Surprise. What was first? The album, Playboy and the album The cover. album was first? Huh. No, the Playboy was first. Oh, the Playboy was first. So that was taken from the cover. Correct. They said, can we use that for an album cover? I'm sure. I mean. Is that your assumption? Yes. Okay. That's my assumption. <laughs> I think that's a good assumption to make. Um, I get, you know what? I'm actually reading here. The uh, It doesn't say this is the reason why, but what it says is the album's cover's depiction of pubic hair. Oh, taken from an issue of Hustler magazine. Oh, sorry. That's uh, what caused Hustler. controversy. Sorry. The imagery was replaced with a black background, uh, which blacked out the hair. So it was the hair. So not the hair. Pubic hair. So uh, Hustler was first. That's a little over the top. Over the top. Um, you know, the, like I said, dude, you know, you know Sony brought up earlier. You know, I want to talk about this one, Diamond Dogs by uh, David Bowie. Yes. Um it was a you know one of those good album covers that there's nothing offensive on the front. It's that uh, gatefold style where when it opens up and you see the whole thing from on the outside, not the inside. Um, it shows him he's like half man, half dog, but his dog half, the lower half, shows the dog's wiener, and that was offensive. And so you know we got to censor it out. So then they like airbrushed it out. But um, I'm not a big David Bowie fan, but I know a lot of people are, and probably a lot of our listeners uh, are really into David Bowie, and they probably already knew that, but just want to throw that one out there. All right, man. Diamond Dogs. Any other um, album covers that you, you know, I want to talk about an album cover and a band who, you know, I think we talked about last um, episode, Steel Panther. Mm-hmm. How their album cover balls out, which is their second um, major release, that it was okay here in America, right? It's got a sticker, band, and not banned in America, but in the UK, uh, you know, they had promotional posters, stickers, and it was, uh, the UK uh, described it as um, uh, advertising standards. Uh, the authority ruled it um, because it was too overly sexual. Mm-hmm. So uh, in the UK, they banned the that album cover in their advertisement and in their records. Yeah, a lot of these, um, as I look through them, it, it's not necessarily that they were banned in America or North America. You know, you see a lot of, you know, things were religious. You know, mm-hmm. so you get Middle East and you know the you know the Far East, you know, in Asia and areas like that where people are offended by crosses tattooed or 
whatever you know they feel things are inappropriate so a lot of these you know it's just a, the religious thing or the areas some demographics just don't like it so not necessarily like justin bieber had one that was banned in the middle east and and, and north africa and indonesia get out of town and topless with his cross tattoo i guess he's got a, like a cross tattoo let me click on the album right here boom it's yeah him without his shirt on um all bebered out and <laughs> i don't it looks it looks like a normal annoying person's album cover <laughs> justin bieber's great dude whatever no, yeah. <laughs> whatever you say dude. i'm gonna yeah. i'm gonna go with you on that one. um you know what we could go on forever because there's 100 we plus could, yeah and you know we're just gonna have to cut it yeah um i wish we could go on forever and ever and ever and ever but uh we can't um is there anything else you want to talk to to add to this conversation about music censorship yeah um you know what um kids parents listening to as an adult now let's, let's phrase that um if you need to edit your child or you need to take involvement in your uh, life of listening whether it's art whether it's music whether it's life you know you, you, it starts with the parents it starts with you know you and me and everybody out there so take the time to listen to and talk to your children about anything you feel that needs to be censored whether it's television whether it's like i said art whether it's music if you hear something or your kids are listening to something and hey it's uh, they're eight years old and they're talking me so horny maybe you not not want to you know let them listen to it me so horny yeah you might want to maybe edit a little bit or you know talk to them about it and i think that's the correct thing to do so you know take the time and listen and get involved in your in your children's um life or you know if if you have questions about it take the time and 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 get involved in your children's life you know i'll even take that I agree with everything you just said. 100% agree. And and I also think, you know, talking to um, some of the parents and even some of the kids out there, just don't take everything at face value. Correct. Um, Always ask why. Yeah. You know, why? Question. Why is, huh, why do you find that offensive? Or asking the artist, you know, I wonder why they did that. What is that supposed to mean? What does it mean to you? This is what it means to me because it's not going to mean the same thing to um, anybody else. You know, a lot of times, you know, you people hear songs and you get different interpretations of it. Correct. And some of them might be to one person uplifting, another one it might be depressing, and another one, you know, it might be happy, it might be sad. So just because you see it one way doesn't mean that your way is the right way. And Correct. You, a thousand people listen to a song or a thousand people look at a cover or a thousand people look at a piece of art or a thousand people look at a statue, whatever. You're going to get a thousand different interpretations. So please be open-minded. And there you go. Don't don't uh, exclude anybody from the conversation because you might learn something and uh, about yourself and about art and about music and uh, mess out on something great in this world. There you go. All right, nation. So thank you very much for listening. Thank you, uh, letting us do a, a second part on on this topic. Um, just know we we love you and thank you for downloading. Thank you for listening. Thank you for coming back. But we do need you to you know write us an email. Write us a text, a conversation. Get in, you know, let us know what we're doing is good, bad. If we missed anything, album covers that you get involved, nation. Get involved in the conversation. There you go. Get involved in the conversation. So once again, this is Chris. This is Greg. See ya.